0: Namo kyo namo kill mio Hello friends. I hope this finds you in good health and secure. Um, before we continue, or I continue with the the next chapter, medical herbs, I wanted to go back to the uh Belief and understanding. And maybe even, yeah, that's another parable. Something that um, maybe I haven't done a good enough job of pointing out. I have talked about it. And in fact, a shameless plug um, the ebooks are uh, very inexpensive, really. Uh, as books are today, my goodness, I, I felt inspired to offer more ebooks because print books were getting so outlandish in their cost, just printing costs and everything else. But not only that, shipping. It's amazing what you can pay for a book now. Uh, I like print books, so I, I have to deal with it. But uh, many of you prefer ebooks, and they're so much less expensive, right? Anyway, I want to suggest for you as you study, uh, you know that I'm in the process of uh, uh, reviewing and fixing all the typos and stuff in the second volume of Buddhism Reference, but the first volume has been available for a little while now, and many of you have gotten it, so thank you very much. That supports this channel and this effort, so thank you. Uh, While I'm on the subject, take a moment to like and subscribe. Uh, They're Bodhisattva Acts because they help the algorithms and so forth to promote uh, this resource to more people. So so thank you for doing that. Um, But what I was saying is Buddhism Reference, the first volume, um, I forget how many pages it is, but it's only about 260 pages, something like that, maybe less. At any rate. It is full of key words that we encounter in our study uh, that relate directly to Nitran's doctrine, the Lotus Sutra, and concepts that Shakyamuni was developing over many years, the 50 years of his teachings, yeah? Um, but certainly with a focus on our modern practice of nitran doctrine. And it's just handy. I find myself going to it um, every now and again, because um, so many terms as we study, especially different translations, and we need to remind ourselves, what was that the thing about time, or was that the thing about, and having a little manual, six by nine little book, that has clear, def- and I use uh, 12 point, bookman old style print, I don't use that little ant print, you know, that only fire ants can read, I hate that. Books have gotten more and more like that, right? It's the capitalist thing to do. How many words can I fit in less pages, cost me less, blah, blah, blah. Uh, To me, hey, I'm 66 years old. I need to be able to see the freaking letters to read it. (laughs) So I like, it's not big, huge letters. I'm not blind, but 12 point, bookman old style, nice, clean, right? Little serifs. Easy to read, so at least that. Of course, as an ebook, I guess you can expand it or minimize it, but um, it's just really handy to have. So I encourage you to to get that. Um, and uh, right now, the 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 volume two is available. Uh, but I'm telling you, right now, if you're uh, not fond of typos and things, maybe wait a little bit until I finalize it. Right. Anyway. What I wanted to talk about was the um, Mahakasyapa's oration of this. Now we're in the, uh, we're about to start the fifth chapter, but in the fourth chapter, we're still in the beginnings of the Lotus Sutra, and Shakyamuni is moving away from ensuring everyone understands that he hasn't misled them for 40 some years but that they haven't gotten the full picture in 40-some years, that now he's dropping the hammer, right? He's saying this is how it's done. This is how to attain perfect, full, complete enlightenment. Well, until this point, Shravakas, Pratyakabuddhas, those working toward Arhat, thought, well, you know, Buddhahood is some distant goal, I'll never know what that really is. But here in this life, in samsara, what I can attain is uh, nirvana. And this nirvana will liberate me so that I can see the foibles of life and my attachments and clinging. And I can wean myself of the worldly world. And that'll be my enlightenment. But like the parable says, that's like the son running away from the father and thinking... That his life is just a lowly life. That that is the maximum he can attain, and he runs away and shuns anything that looks, you know, more powerful, more more um, opulent or elite or anything like that. It's just not for him, right? He'll never have that. Do you see the analogy here? The father, the wealthy father, is like Shakyamuni, Buddhahood not Shakyamuni, the man, the analogy of the man with all of this wealth and comfort and security is buddhaness. And the son that runs away is like the student that doesn't understand that they too deserve, not only deserve, but have that capacity. The son in the parable doesn't think that's even available to him. So he's contented with And his nirvana is thought to be simply working for a living, being able to eat and put clothes on his back, find shelter, very basic. And so the analogy is made by Mahakachapa in the final part of that chapter, talking to Shakyamuni, we thought we had attained something that we in fact had not. And a lot of people miss that part because the nirvana that Shravakas, Arhats, Pratagabuddhas attain is not nirvana. They think it to be nirvana because they think they equate their aversion to cravings and clinging, and their their distancing themselves from that, their their removal, quote unquote, of that aspect of their life as accomplishing liberation. Or nirvana. But in fact, it's only a a different perspective on their samsaric existence. They have not left samsara. They are still in samsara because they are constantly conscious of their revulsion. That's why in the earlier teachings, you you read words like revulsion, like it's sickening, to think of craving and clinging. Well, sickening is an aspect of craving and clinging. They're not truly removed from it. They still have a self. They talk about their last body. If you're truly awakened, the body isn't an issue. The body is an impermanent, ephemeral, empty thing. So to continuously say, well, I'm in my last body... That's samsara. They don't see it that way. They misunderstand full liberation from samsara. So the Arhant, though they've achieved a great deal, they are not fully enlightened, for one thing, and it's not perfect enlightenment. It's a provisional step toward. And Mahakashapa says it best as he closes out the chapter by saying... uh, we always thought that that was reserved for the bodhisattvas. Like bodhisattvas were some kind of mythical other thing that were the only ones that could have access to that Buddha, whatever it is, because they don't know. And so this is the rattling, shaking the ground innovation and of the Lotus Sutra. The Lotus Sutra says, no, 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 no. You... Our bodhisattvas, just like you, have the capacity for Buddha. Everyone does. But wait, you told us we'd never achieve it. You'd never achieve it in the world of Shravaka, Pratyaka, Buddha, Arhat. But once you can shake that loose and see the capacity you have for simply invoking Buddha, being a bodhisattva, someone who's driven by not having your last body, not waking up every day in revulsion, but rather motivated solely by the desire to liberate others. Because you know what it is to truly be liberated. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what? Right. The arhat has no conception of the emancipation that a bodhisattva experiences. Because that emancipation wells up such great compassion for all living beings. That the thought of a self, it's, it's, um, it's almost annoying. It's not you know it's not a bad thing, but it's what I'm saying is it's no longer your opera, your operational center. Your operational center shifts from the samseric being of the body to the mental, right, the mind of, complete, total experience of the cosmos and everything in it, the unity of everything that life is, the engine of life. And that engine of life doesn't have a name, Bob, Ted, Alice, Frank, Turtle, Deer, Tree. It simply is everything happening, instantiating this Amazing potential life in all of its variety, in all of its sparks. And it's exciting. It's immense. The sense of self becomes cosmic, much, much transcends the body. So the issue of the body becomes don't bother me with that. All I know about the body. That's valuable is that it provides the ground, the apparatus for this mind to experience. And now I need others to, to see this, to experience this. Everyone's capable of it. They just need to know. I must be an example. I must affect, influence others to find this path. And I can't allow myself to step in quicksand for people that just don't want to hear it. I need to focus on people who are open to the idea and nurture them. And more and more of us will influence those people who are ignorant or who don't want to hear about it. They will gradually get curious. And they will one day come to us to discover this enlightenment. So focus on those who are ready to learn, right? And there's lots of us. That's the bodhisattva path. That's the path that opens up your experience of life immeasurably. That's far different, right? It's not just a matter of teaching others. It's the internal motivations. It's the, the experience of. is so much more immense, Do you see? There's a huge chasm between Arahant and Bodhisattva. But when you read it on paper, you can miss that. You can think that, oh, well, all the Arahant has to do is get more inspired about teaching others. That may be a step in the right direction, but it's far away from the experience. Remember, Buddhism is about the mind, attitude, intent. Dharma is the experience of Buddha which is something that the arahant has already decided isn't available. They're not even looking for it. They're thinking nirvana is where it's at. But they don't understand that the nirvana they seek isn't truly nirvana. It's a provisional nirvana. They've cut themselves off, just like the poor son who's wandering around the country has cut himself off from the opportunity of being greatly, greater life condition, more influential, more, 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 right? So understand the parable, it's not just, you know, it's a parable because for that reason, it makes a, 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 a ground comparison, right? To our mundane mind, to the teaching and the potential of the teaching. So it's an important chapter to understand. All right. Having said all that, blah, 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 blah. Eat up 15 minutes. Medicinal Herbs, Chapter 5. At that time, the World Honored One proclaimed to Mahakashapa. And the great disciples, by great disciples you understand, right? The great human being, great, when they use this word, they're talking about bodhisattvas, yeah? Good, good, Kashapa. has well stated that thus come one's real merits. The thus come one's real merits isn't Shakyamuni's real merits, it's Buddha-ness, the real merits of Buddha-ness, right? Truly it is as he said. The Thus Come One also has incalculable, limitless, asamkayas of merit. See, it's in here. You just got to pay attention. If you were to tell of them for incalculable millions of kalpas, you could not finish. Kashyapa, know that the Thus Come One is king of the dharmas. If he has anything to say, it is never in vain. So the mind of Buddha only communicates truth. That's what this is saying, yes? He sets forth all dharmas by resort to wisdom and practical expedience because it's experienced in samsara where practical expedience and uh, wisdom are required for communication. Nowhere else can you experience Buddha Not after you're dead, not on some other planet, not elsewhere throughout the cosmos. Only in the sentient mind can you experience enlightenment. And that only happens in this provisional body. So here we are on this cusp all the time. That's why the bodhisattva path exists. Hmm? If you don't understand that, please say something in the comments and I'll try to do a better job of explaining this experience, this practice, this way of practice. The Lotus Sutra itself is all about this. And as we dig deeper into this, as we have in the past, but this is a different translation, you'll see that this sutra dives deeper and deeper into what it is what it means what is it what it takes to enact the bodhisattva path that's what this book's all about so we'll get there He sets forth all dharmas by resort to wisdom and practical expedients. Without exception, the dharmas he preaches all reach to the ground of all knowledge. And you notice he's talking in the third person because he's talking about the mind, the Buddha mind. Hmm? And he's saying everything that the Buddha mind sees, understands, converts to knowledge, expedience for the benefit of others is all about this perfect, complete, maximal attainment, cosmic knowing, universal knowing, Hmm? free of impediments, influences, complete and utter experience. Right? The thus come one sees and knows that to which all dharmas tend, that to which they are reduced. He also knows what the profound thoughts of all living beings can do, penetrating them without obstruction. Furthermore, with respect to the dharmas, he is perfectly clear, demonstrating all manner of wisdom to the beings. Kasyapa, consider the grasses, trees, shrubs, and forests, as well as the medicinal herbs, in their several varieties and their different names and colors that the mountains and rivers, the dales and vales of thousands millionfold world produced, a thick cloud spreads out, covering the whole thousand million-fold world, and raining down on every part of it equally at the same time its infusions reaching everywhere, the grass and trees, the shrubs, and forests, and the medicinal herbs, whether of small roots, stalks, branches, and leaves, or of middle-sized roots, stalks, branches, and leaves, or of large roots, stalks, branches, and leaves. And also all trees, great and small, whether high, intermediate, or low, all receive some of this rain. Yeah, Everything rained on by the same cloud in keeping with its nature gains in size, and its blossoms and fruits spread out and bloom. Though produced by the same earth and moistened by the same rain, yet the grasses and trees all have their differences. Keshapa, know that the Thus Come One is also like this. He appears in the world as the great cloud rises. With the sound of his great voice, he pervades the world with his gods, its men, and its as just as that great cloud covers the lands of a thousand million fold world. In the midst of a great multitude, he proclaims these words, I am the thus come one worthy of offerings of right and universal knowledge, whose Clarity and conduct are perfect, well gone, understanding the world, the unexcelled worthy, the regulator of men of stature, the teacher of gods and men, the Buddha, the world honored one. Those who have not yet crossed over, I enable to cross. From samsaric attachments, cravings and clingings, to samsaric, liberation to buddha right the other shore those who do not yet understand i cause to understand those not yet at ease i put at their ease those not yet in nirvana i enable to attain nirvana for this age and for latter ages, I know things as they are. I am the one who knows all, the one who sees all, the one who knows the path, the one who opens up the path, the one who preaches the path. You, multitude of God's men and ashudas, should all come here in order to listen to the Dharma, at that time, numberless thousands of myriads of millions of kinds of living beings come before the Buddha and hear the Dharma. People spring out of everywhere, right? Well, this is an example also of what I was saying earlier. The spread of our efforts to teach the Dharma to others who are receptive to it will be replicated by them, and they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, right? And at some point, People who wouldn't have been bothered before to check it out or even curious are now inspired to do so. So this this is what he's saying right here, right? After he declared this, numberless thousands of myriads of millions of kinds of living beings come before the Buddha to hear the and hear the Dharma. The thus come one at this time observes these beings, their keenness or dullness, their exertion or laxity, yeah, let me check this out, I don't know, right? And in accord with what they can bear, preaches the Dharma to them in incalculable variety of modes. Right? To those lackadaisical, a very simple teaching that will have impact on them. To those ready to take on more responsibility for their life condition, he teaches Things that are a little more difficult to work on, right? That would scare away the more lax, right? This is an expedient means. Again, the same lesson from a different angle, right? Each causing them to rejoice and enable them speedily to gain good advantage, right? Even if you teach a lazy person how they can do something they never thought they could do before, they're very impressed, they get excited. And that mindset is an advantage for them to take the next step. Good advantage. See? These beings, having heard this Dharma, in the present age, are tranquil and are later born into a place they enjoy, in a good place, they enjoy pleasure consonant with the path and also are enabled again to hear the Dharma. So what does that mean? It means they die and they're reincarnated? No. Right? Moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. We change our minds that quickly. And as soon as we feel inspired by something, we now aspire to something else. It happens in a moment. That's what he's talking about. In the present age, it's a translation after all. The age is the moment, right? That's why we take keep track chronologically of our age. We're no longer ten years old. We're eleven years old. Oh, now we're twelve years old, right? When you went from nine years of age to ten years of age, oh man, milestone! I have two numbers now, right? Two digits. But you just a new age. Right? Think of it this way. Sorry, I lost my place. These beings haven't heard this Dharma. La, 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 la. They've heard the Dharma there. Separ- when they have heard the Dharma, they are separated from obstacles. In other words, the things that used to confound them or that they used to cling to that made them blind to other opportunities. They vanish because they now are capable. They always were capable, but they've removed their clinging and craving, which is like putting up a blinder. And suddenly, oh, oh, look, I can see that far. Yeah, you always could, but you had this in your way. That's an obstacle, right? And in the midst of the dharmas, in keeping with their powers, gradually contrive to enter upon the path. They'll get there. It may take several steps, but they'll get there. And the steps are what provide them inspiration to aspire to the next step. That's the device of expedience. Hmm? And we need to be skillful about how we present them. Skillful means. Just as the great cloud rains down on all grasses and trees, shrubs and forests and medicinal herbs, and just as they all, in accord with their nature and kind, derive the full benefit of the moisture, each gaining in growth, just so is the Dharma preached by the thus-come-one of a single mark and a single flavor, namely the mark of deliverance, the mark of disenchantment, the mark of extinction, Arriving completely at knowledge of all modes. Words again, right? The mark of deliverance, liberation, liberation from the cravings and clingings. That's what that means. Real nirvana. The mark of disenchantment, right? I said in earlier teachings, revulsion. In in Nichiren, detachment. Again, leaving behind, cravings and clinging, not even missing those cravings and clingings. No call to them, right? Completely, no longer enchanted by, influenced by, cravings and clingings. Those objects of cravings and clingings follow the mark of extinction all things arise abide and extinct they go away they go back to quiescent energy they are no thing right impermanence taught since the very beginning but taking on a subatomic level on a quantum level where things appear and and don't appear or counter appear Language. Hmm? It's the fluctuation of being. So, all it is moment to moment to moment to moment. Pertet, 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 pertet. Arriving completely at knowledge of all modes. Buddha Observing the play of potential sparking along. Instantiations Beingness suchness hmm? It's a suchness. It's not a thing, it isn't such and such. It's such it's suchnessing. It's like this Whenever there are beings who hear the dharma of the thus-come-one, if they hold to it, read it, recite it, and act according to his preachings, or teachings, then the merit they gain thereby shall be unknown and unnoticed even by themselves. Now that's something. That's not to say that we're Stupid, but maybe stupefied by gaining this knowledge, of studying, reciting this dharma, we are altering our consciousness. Our consciousness is at such a profound level, we may not samsarically be aware of all of its profound, multitudinous influences and effects, like I've talked about before. Sometimes time goes by for quite a while before we suddenly realize, Hey, you know, that hasn't happened to me in a long time. And then you sit back and go, normally about this time of year, I run into this kind of person or this kind of strife or this kind of, every October I seem to lose all my money. Well, It's not happening this year. That's odd. I wonder why. Your karmic freight train is being influenced to manifest differently from moment to moment. How is that possible? Through the influence of your Buddha nature. It's happening. And just as he says... What they, the merit they gain thereby shall be unknown and unnoticed even by themselves. In fact, a lot of times other people notice things about you before you notice things about you. Isn't that strange? That's part of that samsaric problematic. But we're working through it. What is the reason, he says? Only the thus come one knows these beings... Only the Thus Come One knows these beings, their kinds, their signs, their substance, their nature, what things they think back on, what things they think ahead to, what things they cultivate, how they think back, how they think ahead, how they practice, by resort to what dharmas they think back, by resort to what dharmas they think ahead. By resort to what dharmas they practice, what dharma they gain, and by resort to what dharma they, they gain it. So I've talked about this before. There's a chart on threefoldlotus.com that I put up, right? On past, present, future. Hmm? Right? The craving, future, the clinging, past. The dharmas, remember, dharmas experience. And when you see clearly through your Buddha mind, you see clearly the experiences people are drawn to, attached to, look forward to. This is how they samsarically program their lives, our lives. This is what we do. But when you live with the consciousness of moment-to-moment instantiation, past and present, they're irrelevant. Present is Irrelevant. Because everything's momentum. I know, it's hard to, how do, you, how do you even think that way? Chant. Chant. It'll happen right there in front of your mandala. You just don't know what to call it yet. Hmm? That's your Buddha mind. The living beings dwell on a variety of grounds. Only the thus-come-one sees them for what they are and understands them clearly and without obstruction. Those grasses and trees, shrubs and forests and medicinal herbs do not know themselves whether their nature is superior, intermediate or inferior, but the thus-come-one knows this dharma of a single mark and a single flavor, namely the mark of deliverance, the mark of disenchantment, the mark of extinction, the mark of ultimate nirvana, of eternal eternally quiescent nirvana, right, we, remainder, no remainder, we've talked about this. It's in the book, Buddhism Reference. Finally reducing itself to emptiness, which emptiness just means no instantiation, no thing, not nothing, but no thing, no suchness. In fact, you could say the suchness Of no suchness. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I like that. The Buddha, knowing this, observes the heart's desire of each of the beings and guides them protectively. For this reason, he does not immediately preach to them the knowledge of all modes. Because it would just topple you over. "Uh, What? We'd never believe it. All of you, kashapa, are very rare, in that you are able to know that thus come one preaches the Dharma in accord with what is peculiarly appropriate. And in that, you are able to believe and accept this. What is the reason? The Buddha's, the world-honored one's, preaching of the Dharma in accord with what is peculiarly appropriate is difficult to understand and hard to know, hard to experience. At that time, the world honored one wishing to restate this meaning proclaimed Gathas, right? So, I'm going to end this video here and we will proclaim the Gatha of this teaching, this very insightful teaching, in the next video, okay? If any of this Sounded woo-woo? <laughs> Let me know in the comments. Because it's not. It's really, really straightforward. But as straightforward as it is, it ain't no easy task. We, we have to put ourselves to task. And the best way to put ourselves to task is to really commit. But I don't know about you. It's hard for me to commit unless I feel really strongly. I have to feel confident. Okay, I'm doing this now. And I've said this before, there have been times in my life, in my practice, when I've gone, I've sat down in front of the, my altar and stared down that mandala and thought, okay, we're doing this. You better do this now. I've gotten, <laughs> samsarically, I've gone, ah, I need to make this happen. I need to know. I need to convince myself. And after chanting, not very long, that all of that emotional stuff, karma, it breaks down, and I'm in it. I'm, I'm seeing the mandala change, form, move back and forth. Uh, my vision gets very narrow, shuts everything else out, and boom, I'm in it, and I feel it. And, it, and if I think I feel it, it kind of takes me out of it. I, I have to recommit. Ah, I want to be in it. Sometimes that's what it takes, but that's our own obstacle we're overcoming. That was me. You may be totally different. For you, you may walk up in just a gentleness. As long as you clearly recite with determination, which may for you be a calm thing, that's fine. As long as it penetrates your every fiber that you're committed, right? And I need to be, I need to feel confident. So the reason for all of these resources, the website, all the links are in the, the description, right? Whether you want to be a patron and uh, support financially, thank you. Those of you who are doing that, so immensely grateful for that. All of us are, we all benefit from it. Um, or if, if all you do is like and subscribe, that's a act. that's a support. Or get an e-book. Like I said, they're they're very easy to attain. They're not very expensive, right? Five bucks, eight bucks, ten bucks. I don't think they're in more than about ten or twelve bucks for the largest ones. Most of them are far less than that. And if you like print books, those are available. By all means, get yourself a, a, a copy of a Neutron inscribed mandala. All of this is to make your practice strong, confident, determined. I want us to succeed. Right? Why do it otherwise? I'm not doing this for entertainment. Right? I'm Om and Thanks again for being here, for listening. And uh, in the meantime, till the next one, please take care of your health. Savor your practice. Right? Sometimes... Alternatively, I've sat down with such appreciation for just having this practice that I just slowly enunciate with great depth of feeling and I think about each character and what it means, right? I have a little cheat sheet I call it online for that as well to what thought should I attach to these words? What am I actually? programming my head with you know and that's just provisional just to get you into it until you're just doing it right it's not an alternate recitation please don't do that but I'm trying to respond to everyone's everyone has a different way of penetrating into this buddhaness yeah so please stay focused on that and I'll see you in the next one promise Okay. All right. Bye for now.